All right. Hello. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome in. We're going to get live on these other platforms. So we are now live on LinkedIn, live on Facebook, and we are live on Twitter. Hello, Knockouts. Tanya TKO here. And as you know, I'm a self-love specialist from TanyaTKO.com. I help you learn how to love yourselves and one another. Today, we are following up on the R. Kelly case. And I have a special treat for you all. So put your hands together for attorney Gerald Griggs, who we're going to be talking with today. Welcome in, attorney Griggs. Welcome in. Thank you for so, having me. Thank you for having me, Tanya. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's still a little bit of um, of things that I have to do to get the broadcast all pulled together. I got to get the captions up on the bottom. I was working on the thumbnail behind the scenes because I wanted you all to see what R. Kelly is going to look like in 25 to life when <laughs> when we see him again. So let's jump to a quick commercial break. Let me get the thumbnail updated and then we're going to come back with with attorney Gerald Griggs who is the attorney for the Savages. And he is going to give us some juicy tidbits behind the scenes. For those of you who don't know who R. Kelly is and what's been going on over the past few months, don't worry. I am going to inform you and give you all of the details that you need. We're going to be back in one minute and 11 seconds. Are you tired of missing Tommy TKO's live videos? Arriving late when the video is well underway or about to end? Are you fatigued of only seeing a live video randomly while perusing YouTube and Facebook? Or worse, randomly unsubscribed? Well now, you can get a text notification whenever I go live. No longer are we dependent on the algorithm of these fitness platforms for just $1.99 a month US and Canada or $4.99 a month international. You get a personalized text message 15 minutes before each live show. Now, you can show up early with the text squad, meet other people from all over the world, and get invited to secret broadcasts off-platform. Most importantly, support your favorite independent creator. Go to TanyaTKO.com and click on text. Join the TKO text squad today. For just $1.99 a month, US and Canada, $22 a year if you pay in advance. $4.99 a month, international, $50 a year if you pay in advance. You'll never again be tardy to the party. I'll see you on the next broadcast. TanyaTKO.com forward slash Welcome back, everybody. Welcome, welcome back. That was exactly the amount of time that I needed to get everything set up behind the scenes. So the captions are up on the bottom. You can refresh. The thumbnail is up. And so let's get this party started. Welcome in. I am a certified clinical hypnotherapist. I'm a certified life coach with a specialty in relationship coaching. And this R. Kelly story really touched me very deeply in my heart um, for many years. And I was, I was happy when the surviving R. Kelly case came, well, when the documentary came out and people really started taking an honest look at how we had been letting this predator slip through our fingers for decades. There's a lot of controversy that's been surrounding R. Kelly and what's been happening. Um, what I'm going to do is we're going to bring forward the attorney for the savages and he's going to give us some background information on how he got how he got interested in this, how he came forward and became a part of this, and what it's been like with the public pushback as well as the trial. So, Attorney Griggs, let me pull you up to the front. Give me just one second. I, I can't, my screen is gone. 
Oh, you know what? They made it small and they put it inside of a little thing, like a little, you know, the little pop-out. That's not what I need. I need the full screen. All right, here we go. All right. So, Attorney Griggs, please educate us on how you even got involved in this in the first place. Okay, and thank you for having me on the platform, Tanya. It's an honor to be back on the platform. I got involved in 2017 when the Savage family got in contact with me and told me what was happening uh, with their daughter, Joycelyn Savage and Robert Sylvester Kelly. Uh, so they started uh, a campaign to get the awareness, raise the awareness, get the word out. Uh, subsequently, we met with some of the other survivors. I was retained by a few of the other survivors and we continued to make noise. We continued to get law enforcement involved. Uh, there were several media stories, the BuzzFeed article, and then of course the three documentaries which culminated in surviving R. Kelly. Uh, and then uh, there was the firestorm uh, that happened when law enforcement finally got fully engaged and started charging Mr. Robert Sylvester Kelly uh, with the offenses that we saw culminate in the first trial, uh, which ended on Monday with a conviction on uh, most of the counts. And now Mr. Kelly faces sentencing in May, and we will continue to advocate for justice for all of the survivors and the families uh, in the other three trials that are set. Thank you for that. So my question for you is, what has it been like? Well, first of all, how long has this been going on? The The documentary came out in 2019. You were retained in? 2017. 2017. So what was it like screaming into the wind for two years without being heard? Uh, it was very difficult. Um, you know, many other families, many other survivors uh, had been dealing with this for a long time. You know, some of the survivors have been dealing with this for 25 years. And oh. so it was very difficult to get the information forward, but they pressed on, they were courageous. You know, they suffered all kinds of victim shaming on social media, uh, lots of threats in person, lots of threats over the phone, uh, but they stayed vigilant. And then ultimately uh, when they were engaged by lifetime to tell the full story, um, they were able to do that. Again, it was the third documentary. BuzzFeed did a documentary. BBC did a documentary. And ultimately, Lifetime did a documentary, which brought universal media attention to this. I think 26 million people watched that documentary. Mm. And then law enforcement started to investigate. Uh, Homeland Security and other individuals started to investigate on the state and local and national level. And ultimately, you saw the indictments uh, the reason why the trial took so long is because of COVID. There was a, a judicial emergency which prevented the trial from going forward because initially the Northern District of Illinois case and then the Cook County case were set to go forward, but they were delayed. And so the Eastern District of New York's case uh, proceeded. But it was difficult. Um, again, they got a lot of threats. Uh, there was a lot of victim shaming. There's still some victim shaming going on now, uh, but the evidence was put forward in the trial and a jury was convinced beyond a reasonable doubt of his guilt. Oh, wow. You know, um, why do you think it took so much? I think that there were a lot of enablers. Um, Mr. Kelly was a very successful R&B artist, so he had a lot of resources to prevent uh, people's voices from being heard. But in this new um, environment with the Mute R. Kelly movement, the Me Too movement, Time's Up, uh, they were able to get traction and people were beginning to believe the voices of African-American women. Uh, and then, of course, in the trial, people learned even more of his predation uh, of young men and young boys. 
so uh, there was a lot of information that came forward. Law enforcement could not um, ignore it anymore. You know, there were tapes, there was DNA, uh, there were witnesses, uh, there was um, documentary evidence. There was so much evidence in the four and a half week trial uh, that, of course, law enforcement couldn't ignore that anymore. And there's more evidence to come in the other the other trials. So there, there are going to be other trials. What, well, what other trials can, are we looking for now? Well, there's a federal trial uh, in the Northern District of Illinois. There's also the Cook County case, which will be in Cook County, uh, Chicago, Illinois. And then there's a Minnesota case, uh, which is set for Minnesota. That one's a child pornography case. Uh, the Northern District of Illinois is an obstruction and a child sex, aggravated child sexual abuse case. And then the Cook County case um, is again, aggravated child um, uh, sexual assault cases as well, and some obstruction. Okay, well, educate us on the difference between the trial that we just saw and the ones that are coming up, the ones that are pending. The trial that we just saw was for the transportation of young underage uh, children across state lines for the purpose of sex. So thus you had the RICO uh, violation and then you had violations of the Mann Act. The Mann Act is when you transport uh, uh, someone, uh, an underage person, for the purpose of an illicit contact, contact across state lines. And that's what they alleged in that case. And they also alleged that he was running a criminal enterprise for the purpose of child sex trafficking. And so he was convicted of both uh, the RICO as well as the underlying child sex trafficking uh, violations of the Mann Act. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so... He has been given, he has been convicted 10 years to life. I put 25 to life in the, um, in the title of this video because 25 to life just has, is just more robust to me. Um, how likely do you think it is that he will get the minimum sentencing? Well, I mean, there's always a possibility. You know, Mr. Kelly, this is the first time that he's been convicted. Uh, so he was still grid kind of low. But the heinousness of the acts that he's been convicted of, the judge will weigh into that. Uh, so there'll be a pre-sentence investigation uh, mm -hmm. where uh, they will investigate his past. They will investigate all of the circumstances around the crimes that have been proven. And then they'll give the judge a recommendation. The judge has a sentencing guideline in federal court that she has to follow. And so he will fall somewhere in that grid. But there's a strong possibility uh, that he may well get the maximum sentence. It just depends on the other cases. And she will take those into consideration, which is probably why she delayed the sentencing until next year to see how the other three cases resolve. Okay, so what was your what was your role in the federal trial that just passed? Well, I had several um, clients who have been working with Homeland Security. They didn't testify in this trial. They also interviewed some of the family members. They collected evidence. We provided evidence. So some of the evidence that was in the federal trial, uh, this uh, Eastern District of New York was used in the trial. But most of the evidence will be used in the um, Northern District of Illinois, as well as some of the state cases. Uh, so my role was just to, prote to protect my clients, to make sure they uh, were a part of the investigation and make sure that the investigators understood the level of conduct that was occurring across state lines and that they had the right information uh, upon which to vet and then do further investigation to uh, get uh, what turned out to be the indictment as well as mm -hmm. the conviction. 
All right. Thank you for that. And what will be your role in the Illinois um, case? The Illinois cases, I fully expect some of my clients will testify. Uh, so at that point, you know, I can't go into detail about what they will be testifying about, uh, but I can say that they will be prepared as the witnesses were prepared in this case uh, to present the truth. And, and so I, what I want people to know on the internet, because it's a lot of misinformation going on on the internet. Mm -hmm. um, this is an ongoing federal investigation. So you need to make sure that people uh, understand what the truth actually is and to provide the truth. And that's why many of uh, the survivors and many of the witnesses have their own counsel. So they just make mm -hmm. sure uh, that people understand how serious they are about this. Because anytime you're talking to a federal investigator, there's a possibility of being charged if you're not being truthful. So for these witnesses to go through that level of vetting and then to testify under oath, under penalty of perjury, is a large undertaking. And it took a lot of courage for them to come forward and continue to come forward. Okay, so what you're saying basically is that there's there's such rigor before a person comes out that it would behoove them to tell the truth. Otherwise, they can actually get in trouble themselves, end up in prison for, for lying under oath. Absolutely, or for lying to federal investigators. Oh, okay. So even just the person who's investigating, just telling a lie to them could get the person incarcerated. Get you in trouble, yes. Oh, interesting, interesting, interesting. All right. So I'm going to be really honest with you. Um, I'm not sure how many of you remember him from 2019 when we spoke with him and Chris Stewart, but there was a lot that they couldn't say. Um, they had they had information about the federal case that was coming up, but they couldn't really talk. And so I honestly, because this has been going on for so long, I was actually pretty skeptical that Kelly would get convicted. I was skeptical of that. And it was difficult for me to bring myself to watch the trial. I don't know how many other people out there found difficulty watching it because we just emotionally could not handle him continuing to get away with this. Um, so you know what, as a matter of fact, let's do a quick survey. If you were able to watch the trial unencumbered emotionally and you dove right into it, go ahead and put up a number one. If you had emotional difficulty diving into the trial because of all of the just the the just the stress and, and trauma of him getting away with this for decades put up a number two so i'm gonna we're gonna look for that survey below but what we want from you right now counselor are some juicy tidbits give us some juice what can you tell I mean, us that we don't lot, know it was a lot that came out in the trial um mm -hmm. a lot of disturbing information and we had received information a long time ago that this uh not only involved underage girls, but it involved underage boys. Uh, so that was one of the juicy tidbits. I think some of the things that were testified to, uh, like forcing individuals to smear feces on themselves, uh, to write incriminating letters about themselves. And again, all this was testified to. But I think that underneath all of this was the level of enabling that was going on through runners and bodyguards and, and agents that worked with Mr. Kelly. I think for the first time was elevated in the 46 witnesses that testified. So we've always known that he had enablers around him. And I know that a lot of people are talking about, well, he, how can you be a RICO conspiracy by yourself? You can't. There are something called unindicted co-conspirators who very well may be indicted and face punishment. So 
the one of the juicy tidbits that people need to understand as they continue to have this conversation is the federal government is still investigating and they very very well may charge some of the enablers, some of which that actually testified. Uh, so, oh. you know, it's still fair game because the statute of limitations has not run. So while everybody's running around, you know, trying to be um, a sideline attorney and mm -hmm. determine who did what, whom should be charged, people are still in the process of possibly being charged. And I think that's what people need to remember. But the main focus was to bring Mr. Robert Sylvester Kelly um, to justice and then to make these survivors whole and for the public to understand the level of uh, courage it took for them to come forward, to one, open their life up to the public, but more importantly, subject themselves to cross-examination and scrutiny on the stand and then ultimately in the public eye uh, as this evidence is coming out. All right, you know, we're gonna take a quick segue right now and we're going to read a read a little bit from the CNN article. Um, counselor, check your text messages. Um, here we go. So this is an article that was written by Sonia Mogi of CNN. And for those of you who don't know, this is this is R. Kelly right here. And we're going to read a little bit of this article for you so you can get some background. I saw a lot of your survey answers that a lot of you were just emotionally spent during this whole entire situation. Uh, so here, she says that Jurors have found R&B singer R. Kelly guilty of racketeering, including acts of bribery and sexual exploitation of a child, along with separate charges of sex trafficking in this federal case in the East Eastern District of New York. Kelly faced a total of nine counts, one count of racketeering, with 14 underlying acts that included sexual exploitation of a child, kidnapping, bribery, and sex trafficking charges as and also eight additional counts of violations of the Mann Act, a sex trafficking law. Kelly was found guilty on nine counts, one count of racketeering and eight counts of violating the Mann Act. Of the 14 underlying, underlying acts for the racketeering court, I'm sorry, racketeering count, he needed to be found guilty of at least two to be convicted on that count. Jurors found prosecutors had proven all but two of the 14 underlying racketeering acts. So today's guilty verdict forever brands R. Kelly as a predator who used his fame and fortune to prey on the young, the vulnerable, and the voiceless for his own sexual gratification, said Jacqueline Casales, acting U.S. attorney from the Eastern District of New York. R. Kelly is a predator who used his inner circle to ensnare underage girls and young men and women for decades in a sordid web of sex abuse, exploitation, and humiliation. Casales added, she also, well, she said that the victims were brave for coming forward and telling their stories. You know, we're going to jump back to, um, we're going to jump back to, we're going to jump back to, um, to attorney Riggs. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome back. Yeah. You know, for those of us that were not able to, um, to participate in watching what can you tell us were the most egregious things that came out during the trial? Ooh, I mean, it was a lot. Um, you know, the testimony- give us, give us top five, give us top five. Top five, finally proving that he in fact married Aaliyah while she was underage. Mm -hmm. um, of course, the, um, 
Reverend who officiated the marriage testified and they also testified to and presented in evidence the actual marriage license. Uh, so that actually happened. Oh, wow. uh, number two, of course, was the the use of, uh, what's the best way to put this? Uh, feces as a punishment for one of the uh, survivors having to smear that on themselves uh, and, and to admit to some things that were horrific. Um, then number three was the spankings and the discipline that the jury actually heard. They actually heard somebody being spanked and disciplined and the, the level of um, um, violence included in that kind of kind of shocked me. Uh, mm. I think the other things that shocked me was the lack of any any defense in this case. I, you know, I'm, I'm an attorney, so I, I fully expected, you know, them to put up a robust defense. I think the opening statement where his lawyer asked them to find him guilty mm -hmm. uh, kind of started off on a bad foot, even though she indicated that she was mistaken and you should find him not guilty. She basically said that you're not going to be able to understand all of the lies and all of the all the conjecture. So you should find him guilty. Um, that one shocked me. Uh, and then, of course, in the closing argument, when Mr. Kelly was compared to Dr. Martin Luther King, um, that one really made my jaw drop, especially being from Atlanta and knowing the work of, of Dr. King. I, I don't think his name should have been mentioned anywhere in this trial. So those hold are just on, a few. Hold on, hold on, hold on, I mean, hold on, you know, hold, on hold on. I don't understand. I don't understand. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He was compared to Martin Luther King. Yes. No. They were saying R. Kelly, R. Kelly was fighting for his civil rights, and so he should be compared to Dr. King. Um, was what one of the uh, defense attorneys stated that in their opening, I mean, their closing. Uh, so, you know, that was very, very confusing, um, to say the least. But just the level of control that he had over um, his people that worked for him, some of the, the, the things that they witnessed, um, you know, his, his ability to use the, the, the enterprise to ensnare large amounts of women. Um, I mean, again, there were 11 victims that testified. Uh, six of them were underage uh, and there were 46 witnesses. So it, it became like a, a drumbeat of evidence week in and week out. And then once they got to the end of the four and a half weeks, his defense was like a day. And so it, it was confusing um, and, and it wasn't robust. Um, and then of course the jury took nine hours to convict him. And, you know, for a trial that was four and a half weeks, usually you would expect the jury to be out four or five days. Mm. And they were not out more. I mean, it was split over two days, but basically it was nine hours. They weren't even out a day. Yeah, you know, why do you why do you think that was? So there were seven men, five women um, on the jury, right? Yes. What do you think compelled them to, to, find, to find him guilty so quickly? I mean, if you heard the evidence, it was kind of obvious. And I mean, you know, from what was being reported, what was in the transcript, you know, it was quite obvious that a guilty verdict was coming. And, you know, I wanted to give everyone the benefit of the doubt and hear a defense. You know, I was fully expecting more witnesses to be called on the defense's side to hear some type of explanation for some of the conduct. But the best they could do was try to catch victims 
in inconsistencies. And when you got when you have that many victims, it, it becomes overkill. You can't say 11 different people who don't know each other are all lying about the same thing and they know the layout of studios and houses and places where things happened and you know how they were treated and then you had you had people that worked for Mr. Kelly coming in and saying yes they were there. I mean, here's a perfect example. Um they tried to say that Mr. Kelly never um married Aaliyah, nothing happened illicit with with Aaliyah, but then his own witness came in and said that he saw Aaliyah and her quote little friends with Mr. Kelly. Now he didn't say he saw him do anything with Mr. Kelly, but he saw him with them, which corroborated one of the witnesses who said she saw Mr. Kelly in a sex act with Aaliyah, which was confirmed that he was actually with Aaliyah and her little friends. So, I mean, I don't understand why you even call that person. You know, oh my goodness. I have a quick, I have a few quick questions for you. Inside of the Surviving R. Kelly documentary, there was somebody who said that they were on the, the, the tour bus and the door, the door flew open and he, was, and he was engaging in this penetrative act with this child. So that person came up and spoke. So that was a true story because they denied it all the while, but that was a true story you're saying. From what the evidence showed, mm -hmm. his own witness said that person, that one, they knew that person and they saw that person with Aaliyah. Now, he denied seeing the actual sex act or Mr. Kelly being alone with Aaliyah, but he confirmed that person actually was in the company of Mr. Kelly and Aaliyah. Oh, my gracious. Okay. Wow. Horrible. So it is true. He did marry her. They showed the marriage document. Okay. And he that he so besides that person testifying, how did anybody prove that he actually had penetrative intercourse with Aaliyah besides that one person? Well, the one person testified and typically in court, uh, one witness is sufficient to establish a fact. But that person's testimony of being around Aaliyah and R. Kelly was corroborated by the defense's witness. OK, so basically when a person is under oath, they take the person at their word because there's threat of, of perjury. Yes, unless you can impeach the person, which means you prove them uh, you know, unworthy of belief, which is what the defense was trying to do. And that's a great strategy if you can do it to every single person. But when you have a witness coming in to corroborate something of a person you just impeached, you just rehabilitated that person. Oh, so what did they do to try to impeach the the, the person who, the, it was a young woman who said that, right? That she was on the tour bus and yes. saw that? What did they, they do? They were trying to, to show her mm -hmm. timeline was off, uh, her knowledge of things that happened was off, but then your own witness comes in to establish her timeline. Oh, wow, okay. And you said that his defense said that they should just go ahead and find Kelly guilty? In the opening statement, the lawyer said, you're not going to be able to discern all the lies from the truth, you know, and you'll be confused. So you should just find him guilty. And then she corrected. I mean, not guilty. Oh, so she had a Freudian slip. Freudian slip. But I mean, you know, sometimes the truth comes out in the Freudian slips. <laughs> this sounds like it was a mess. This sounds like it was a mess. So I, I hate to be graphic, but I'm, I'm curious. The... 
the feces. Whose feces was it? Was it his? Was it theirs? Was it other people's? Was it an animal's? You know, I, I really don't like talking about that, but my, from my understanding, it was it was her feces, from my understanding. And that he had them using the bathroom in buckets and stuff like that. All of that was true. They there was testimony that he locked them in rooms and they had to ask for permission to use the bathroom. That was testified to. In the bucket in the room, or they didn't need they didn't permission for the bucket. Say, they didn't specifically okay. say the bucket. They said that they had they were locked in rooms. And to his lawyer's credit, they were able to impeach a few of the witnesses to say they had cell phones. And then one of his witnesses for the defense testified that some of the doors didn't have locks. Oh, okay. So we're, so we're not certain whether or not the doors had locks. And some of the girls are saying they had cell phones. Yeah, well, the jury was con convinced that they had locks so they convicted him. So, oh, okay, yeah. okay. And so that thing that I was reading, I didn't really understand. It said two of the 14 was not proven for the racketeering. What did that mean? There was some question of the credibility of one of the witnesses uh, that testified. Uh, so the jury did not convict on all 14 of the underlying charge, under underlying uh, RICO acts. So the person identified as Sonia, there is some belief based on the verdict that the jury did not believe her. Oh, and how did that affect the what he was convicted of? Was he able it to... Didn't. What, it he was didn't. still convicted of all, all counts. Oh, really? Again, okay. Again, there, was, there was 11 accusers. So let's say you don't believe one of the accusers, you still have 10 others. Okay, got you, got you, got you. There's some people who have some questions for you, so I'm going to open up the phone lines in just a moment. What would you like to add before we start um, taking questions? I mean, what I will say is I will answer respectful questions about things that I can that's publicly known. But if we start getting into, you know, name calling and all that stuff, I'm not going to answer. Those Why questions. do you think there's going to be any name calling? Because I, it's a lot of conjecture happening on the Internet that really has nothing to do with this case. But I'm going to be respectful. I understand people have opinions, so I'll listen. Nobody, no, no one here is going to call names, right, and act out of order. Every, see, you're inviting that now because you have stated the affirmation. So now you've put that out there. No one was going well, to do I that. Take, I would take that back, but I'm open <laughs> to reasonable questions, yes. All right, all right. So we're going to open up the, the phone lines in just a moment. I just have a few a few questions for you about this whole, this whole, the whole boondoggle. Why didn't the girls come home? Well, some of the girls did come home. What stopped them from coming home sooner? Well, there's allegations that have now been proven that many of them uh, were psychologically abused, which would explain, that's why they had an expert to explain why some of the girls came home, some of the girls went back, some of the girls are not coming home. So there was expert uh, testimony as to the psychological damage. Okay, and in jo Joycelyn, what's going on with her? Currently, she's still with individuals we believe are associated with Mr. Kelly. We're in the process of again reaching out because now that he's been convicted, we hope that the people around him will allow her to make contact with her family and return to her family. Um, but again, this is an ongoing federal investigation, and there was testimony um, 
adduced at trial that potentially could cause exposure for anybody that continues to enable this type of behavior. So she's still, see, that's, that's, that's so difficult. How, how are the savages taking that? Well, I mean, you know, they're, they're taking it as any family would. You know, they've been in this battle since 2017. They're going to continue to push forward and, and they want her to know that they are ready, willing and able uh, to rekindle the loving, familiar relationship. They, they understand the lies that have been told to Joycelyn. Um, and they also understand that in the court of law, those lies were put on full display and proven to be false. You know, there was a witness that testified that the um, Gail King interview was staged, uh, that it was directed, uh, that they were given certain instructions. Many of the accusers and survivors have testified to the preparation for things like this to make sure the predatory behavior was not discovered. So we understand all of that. We've known that for a long time and we will continue uh, to leave that door open to try to make direct contact and to let her know that her family wants a great loving relationship with her. All of her family from her grandmother to her little sister want to see her come home. Okay. So you know, remember when I was covering this story um, in 2019, there was a video that she did where she was like, I'm fine. Everything is good. Hey. I'm happy where I'm at. And then you saw like a shadow behind. So that, so there really was a shadow. There was somebody coercing her behind there the camera. There was somebody in the room that was giving her direction. The same way they would be given direction in the Gail King interview, which was testified to under oath. So there was somebody in the room. Why did Gail allow that? Well, the person was, and Gail even said this, the person was coughing and giving signals to let them know that the person was um, watching and orchestrating all of it. Gail King actually said that on who live television. I remember that. Who was the person? Robert Sylvester Kelly. Wait, he was there coughing in yeah, the room? He was there. Room. Oh, my God. What the F? How is this possible? So when they started saying so, so he has some sort of Morse code, it was like. <coughs> <coughs> to let him know he was there. So they didn't know he was there before he, the coughing. And then when they, they heard the. Where, they didn't know where he was. But once he coughed, they knew where he was. Ah, I need to go back and look at that interview. Did, do you remember them changing up hey, after they heard hear, the cough? You couldn't hear the coughing. But again, Gail confirmed it. And then in testimony from one of the survivors, it was confirmed as well. Okay, and Jocelyn is big now. She's, she's, she's how old is she now? She's 25, I believe almost 26 years old. What, what leeway does the family have now that she's 20, almost 26? Well, I mean, there's some legal steps that can be taken. We don't wanna take those steps, um, but there's steps that can be taken. What we're trying to do at this point is just to make sure she understands now that Mr. Kelly has begun the process of being brought to justice, that her family is ready, willing, and able to rekindle the familial relationship. A lot of the things that have been said about this family are completely untrue. Yes. And we want her to know that they want a relationship with her. Okay, quick. It was said that her family sold her. No one sold Joycelyn Savage to anyone. We actually covered that in a press conference. 
At no point has any money changed hands between Robert Sylvester Kelly or the Savages. At no point did the Savages put Joycelyn Savage on stage for anybody. No point did they do anything for any money. We've already said that. We've asked for if he has receipts to prove it. He just went through a whole trial. He proved absolutely nothing. We can still prove it. We proved that he flew out young women for the purpose of illicit sex. So again, we hear all of this and we want Joycelyn to understand that they are ready, willing, and able to rekindle the familial relationship. Nobody sold Joycelyn Savage for, for anything to R. Kelly. What were some of the other lies that she was told? I mean, I don't want to go into it, but there's been allegations of stuff that's just so ridiculous that we don't even want to give it the light of day. This family has always loved their child, their daughter, their granddaughter, and they want direct contact, sit down meetings, rekindle that love so they can move on with their lives apart from this episode with Mr. Kelly. Granddaughter? Yes, her she grandmother did... wants. Oh, okay, so because, okay, Joycelyn did not have a child in this situation. N not that we know of. Oh my goodness. And so I, I'm so curious, and, and let me know if this question is out of bounds. Have they spoken with, with Jocelyn? They've spoken with her a few times, not for long periods of time. Uh, there was a video recording in my office where she called after the press conference. There's been a few other phone call conversations that have been very brief. Uh, they tried to meet with her at several court appearances uh, that were brief and, and, and prevented. Uh, but what they want is contact separate and apart from anybody associated with Mr. Kelly. Uh, we can do it in, 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 uh, in New York. We can do it in Chicago. We can do it in Memphis. We can do it in Atlanta, wherever she wants to meet. Uh, we're willing to do that. We want contact, direct contact with Joyce and Savage. So what you're saying is that to this day, so she first got ensnared when she was 17, right? She was 19. Oh, she was 19 when she first got ensnared. So yeah. their so their so their issue is that he's preventing them from seeing because she was not underage. She was of age. It was it was. Well, there's an allegation that she might have been underage. There's some some information that we have and that we have turned over um, that indicates there might be some issues. That's all I'm gonna say about that. When you say that, oh, come on, man. Witnesses, witnesses and evidence. That's what I'm going to say. That he had inappropriate contact with her under the age of 19. There's witnesses and evidence that give us criminal concern. Okay. All right. And so right now, what you're saying is that, that Joycelyn is around people from the Kelly camp people who were enablers and people who facilitated illicit acts and, and, and racketeering stuff. Our understanding is that she is somewhere around people that are in Mr. Kelly's orbit. And we don't know whether she's free to leave or not. We have no indication of her ability to make whatever choices she wants to make. What we want is consistent in-person contact to make sure that she's safe, secure, and that she understands that her family loves her and they want to rekindle a loving, familial relationship. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. All right.
Wow. You know, what's startling to me about this with 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 Joycelyn is that this has been going on for so long and they were she and Azriel were seen at some sort of restaurant or something in LA. Remember when TMZ ran up on them? Yeah, I um, are we saying that that was staged as well? Are they free to walk around? What, what was that all about? We, we don't know. We've received information uh, that indicates that that may have been performative in nature. Uh, she was actually with uh, Dominique uh, Gardner, oh. who subsequently left, um, and that was covered publicly. Yeah. Um, and Sorry. so we don't know. Um, at this point, we have received information on both sides. And we just want to be able to confirm for ourselves with an in-person meeting. You know, we've had phone conversations that were brief, um, that sounded rehearsed, that sounded coerced. Um, and so we, you know, all the family's asking for, and all they've ever asked for is to have direct contact with Joycelyn Savage. That's not hard to accomplish. And so our question, especially now, that the entire world and a jury has seen some of the evidence mm -hmm. and convicted him. It's time for her to come home to her family and they're ready, willing and able to re reconnect and rekindle that loving relationship. All right, so you are asserting that since she has connected with Kelly, that her family has not been able to have an unsupervised phone conversation with her or in-person meeting at all over nine years or six years, seven years? Six years, absolutely. And we've requested that numerous times. We've requested it in writing to all of his attorneys. We've requested that to all of his publicists, all of his managers. We've spoken to people very close to him. We've spoken to everyone possible, including law enforcement. And so at this point, it was seen rational that people would make that happen. Well, is it that she doesn't want to meet with her family? Not from the information that we've received. And of course, we've heard her stage statements, but we also have heard that everything in the Gail King interview was staged. Everything for TMZ was staged. So we don't know what to believe if you can't meet with a person in person, apart from bodyguards and enablers and everybody else, sit down and have a conversation with your daughter. It's your daughter. Why do you have to jump through these kind of hoops to see your daughter? Was there, was there any type of fallout? Did they have an argument and she's like, well, forget you all, I'm done. And, and, and she just, she disowned them and ran away. Was there a fallout? Not that we know of. I mean, you know, there was discussions about this relationship with Mr. Robert Sylvester Kelly that any family would have with their child when you understand what is alleged to have been going on and now has been proven. All right. So, you know, I mean, but the question is, is it not her choice not to meet with them now at this point? I mean, if it's her choice, all she has to do is really convey that to her family. Sit down and have a conversation. Listen, if you don't want to talk to your parents, that's fine. Talk to your baby sister. What did your baby sister do to you? Talk to your grandmother. What did she do to you? Talk to your middle sister. What did she do to you? Talk to any of the other family members. 
You know, mm. her grandfather passed away. She didn't come mm. to the funeral. Yeah. What did her grandfather do to her? People use your reason and common sense. If you have a problem with your parents, you still would talk to your aunt, your uncle, your cousin. You would talk to people that you went to college with. You would talk to people that you went to high school with. You would talk to all of these individuals. So you're saying that she dropped off the face of the earth, so to speak. She hasn't spoken to anyone. No one, no one at all. None of her friends, family members, nobody can say that they've spoken to her is what you're saying. She has reached out once to the grandmother after she found out that the grandmother was was going through health issues. That was a brief conversation. And did the grandmother ask her why she won't come home or did she ask her to come home? Grandmother said, baby, we love you. It's time to come home. And what was the response? It was very quick. It was something to the effect of in due time. Oh, wow. In due time. My goodness. Was there anything that was discovered during the trial that led would lead us to believe that he's stopping people's movement? There was a whole lot during the trial that lead people to believe that he's stopping people's movement, stopping controlling how they're going into contact with getting into contact with other people. So it was a lot that came out in this trial that is very concerning, especially when you hear it under oath from individuals who have been victimized and are now survivors. And so any family would continue to fight for their child. And so, you know, we hear the noise on social media. Oh, she's an adult. She can make up her own mind. She should be free to live her life. Nobody's trying to keep her from living her life. What they're trying to do is establish, reestablish a loving relationship with their daughter. If the daughter don't want to speak to her parents, she can speak to her sisters. She can speak to her aunt, her uncle. She can speak to somebody on a consistent basis in person so they can determine what's going on. These people that she's around are not her family. Let's just be clear about that. They're not her family. Her family, the ones that brought her into this world, the ones that gave her her name are the ones that want contact. That's not unreasonable. You know, uh, many parents would feel the same way. You know, and I, I believe that most of the parents that are listening to this understand where this family is coming from. And so they're giving her space, but they want a consistent relationship. They've always wanted that. From 2017 to now, they wanted that. They've reached out to every possible avenue and they will continue to do that. Okay, so we feel that she is perhaps having some sort of Stockholm syndrome or brainwashed or something like that. Is that There's what we're no saying? There's no family secret behind closed doors. I see, I see the comments. There's no family secret behind closed doors. Okay. All right. Well, people are saying that the family is clout chasing. I remember in the R. Kelly, in the Surviving R. Kelly documentary, was it the savages that went to that warehouse looking thing and was screaming oh, outside was the, the window? Sa- that was not the savages. That was who, who, which family was that? Do you remember? I don't want to get into which family was okay. that. Okay. People can go back to the, to the surviving R. Kelly documentary and they can watch that. Okay. All right. All right. We appreciate that. I think I, what is that I hear? 
Oh! <laughs> what is that noise? <laughs> All right. So the apples have come in. I'm gonna read a few of the cash apps, and after the apples, we're gonna take some phone calls. We're gonna do the apples again, and then we're going to jump. Out. We're gonna hear closing statements. <laughs> so listen. So Mo sends ten dollars and says to a black woman who cares for black women. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Megan says, sends $5 and says, protect black and brown girls. Blacks stop victim shaming. Thank you. That is important because there has been a lot of victim shaming going on behind the scenes with this, um, especially. So counselor, Quick question for you. Um, what are your thoughts about all of these people? Like even Bill Cosby came out and said that that this is a, a, a sacrilege or something foolish that he said that R. Kelly is getting 10 to life. Um, You know, here's the thing. Most of the people that are still saying things um, didn't watch the entire trial. Don't know all the evidence, you know, with respect to Mr. Cosby and some of the others that are speaking right now, think about the survivors. Think about what they are still going through. And um, think about the fact that, you know, at some point we have to come to grips with what we all know has happened and has been proven beyond a reasonable doubt. Um, so, you know, for all of those that are saying these things, um, what I would focus on is believing the survivors as the jury has, and let's start the healing process for them. This trial was about them. This trial was about holding Mr. Kelly accountable for what he did to them. And so, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, go into a back and forth with Mr. Cosby or anybody else. What I'm going to say is these families uh, re required justice, needed justice. The survivors required justice and needed justice. And that's what this trial was about. All right. Thank you so much for that. All right. So what we're going to do right now is we are going to get the phone lines up and open. So just give me one quick second. Let me um, let's 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 get this set up. So the phone number is going to be three, two, three, four, eight, eight, three, one, four, nine. I'm going to get the phone lines open. So pre be prepared to call and we're going to take a few phone calls. And then after that, we are going to allow uh, Attorney Griggs to be able to um, state his piece. And then we're going to go from there. All right. So phone lines are open right now. 323-488-3149. And all right. All right. We're getting our first call in. You're on the air live. What is your name? So, yeah. So you said your name is Abani. Yes. All right. Abani, so you're on the air live with Tanya TKO and Attorney Gerald Griggs. What is your, your question or comment? My question is, um, since he's already been convicted in the first trial, how likely is it that he'll likely take a plea in the other two cases? Um, and if not, what are his chances of beating those cases since he's already lost um, this one. 
Thank you for that question. That's a good question. And, um, you know, every trial is different. So he still has a 50-50 shot of winning. Um, but given that they can use what's called similar transaction evidence, meaning the proof of the his prior conviction against him, um, that can be used against him. Uh, so, you know, there's a strong possibility he may take a plea. Uh, but Mr. Kelly has been um, obstinate in his uh, belief that he is innocent. So I fully expect we're going to have three more trials. And um, my last quick question is, what do you think would be a likely sentence um, if he were to be convicted in these other trials? Like, is it a, a higher amount of years that he's facing or about the same amount of time for each uh, separate trial? Yeah, it would be the same amount of time. But the problem is he has not been sentenced in um, the Eastern District of New York's case. So they could run the time consecutive. So let's just say he gets convicted in federal court in the Northern District of Illinois and the judge has an opportunity of 10 to life and you still have the Eastern District of New York 10 to life. They could stack them. So if he got, you know, max time, which is the life sentence, he could get two life sentences or he could get more than that. So, I mean, these are wow. things that I'm sure his legal team are going to talk to him about, uh, but he does have some serious exposure. Oh, wow. I see. All thank right. thank well, you very much. Thank you thank so you for much for calling in. Thank you. All right. Phone lines are open again. 323-488-3149. The phone number is scrolling across the screen. Oh, what are you hoping will happen, counselor? Well, you know, Personally, you know, I, I don't really have a hope. My clients are asking for maximum time. Um, I can see maximum time being given. Okay. Um, well, know, Paul hope... is coming in. Just one moment. You're on the air live with Tanya TKO and Attorney Gerald Griggs. What is your name? Uh, Donna. Hi, Donna. So what is your question or comment this evening? Uh, my question is, what if investigators can prove that there are women who are still being held against their will on behalf of R. Kelly. And, and that this, this um, enterprise is still operating under R. Kelly's control. What, what happens then? Does that affect the upcoming cases? Yes. And that's a great question. Um, Anytime that you have proven a RICO conspiracy and the conspiracy is still going on, anyone associated with conspiracy can be charged and or convicted of participating in the conspiracy. Now that the conspiracy has been discovered, there's an argument that it has stopped. But if during the course of the trial, they were still holding people, that they were still uh, facilitating um, illegal acts in furtherance of the conspiracy, there's some criminal culpability. So that, that's an excellent question. And if the investigators find that evidence, you can best believe it's going to come in in the other trials and it will come in in his sentencing. Mm. Thank All you right. so much. Well, thank you for thank that you. question. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. A quick question for you. Um, what exactly, if you could give us the quick, what is RICO? What is, what is racketeering? What is that that he was convicted of? Basically, it's running a criminal enterprise uh, for the purpose and furtherance of uh, that particular enterprise or organization. Basically, it's used for mobsters, used in mob cases, sometimes used in sex cult cases, like it was the Nif Nifum case 
which was the one that preceded his in, in the Eastern District of New York. So they're starting to use it in sex trafficking cases. Uh, but okay. basically, it's like, you know, Al Capone and the mobsters. I mean, you run in a criminal enterprise whose sole purpose is prostitution, drugs, uh, gun running, things like that. And Hello? you get the head of the operation. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. Thank you. You're on the air live with Tanya TKO and Attorney Joel Briggs. What is your name? Atia. Your name is Atia? Yes. All right. Atia, so what is your question or comment? So I have a comment and, and possibly a little question. Um, for Joycelyn Savage, who has been with R. Kelly for a significant period of time, when some of these minors were entering into R. Kelly's life, um, if she's been participating in sexual acts with him, as was indicated that they were all together doing this on the documentary, does she, could she face legal charges herself? Like, I can't imagine what it's like to be her. I mean, she would have been probably the oldest person. That's an excellent question. And, you know, that's a consideration that needs to be taken in consideration for her. Um, so I think you're on the right track. Um, I don't want to give too much more advice than that. You know, if there's a criminal uh, uh, situation or a criminal act that took place, anyone that participated in the criminal act can be charged. Okay, thank you. Wow, thank you so much for that question. I didn't even think about that. Because the... It, it's being alleged that the young lady who was 13 in 2001 that that he urinated on, that she actually became a madam. Have you heard that? I've heard a lot of things. Um, you know, I, I've, I've heard the conjecture. Um, that young lady uh, has not testified under oath, so we won't know the, the veracity of that until that happens. Uh, and, and, you know, my understanding is in the Northern District of Illinois, case there's a possibility of going all the way back to the very beginning wow uh, so, really you know, call is coming in just one moment you're on the air live with tanya tko and attorney joe griggs what is your name hi my name is tammy hi tammy so what is i need you to turn down your computer or your tv in the background because there's an echo Right. I, I just paused it i'm sorry okay that. so you're on the air live tammy what is your most potent question or comment okay so i'm interested since he was charged with um racketeering um recall laws and violating recall laws so this is basically a sex trafficking cult is it a possibility that he could have been sex trafficking children or women or people for other people like higher up than him like he was probably the one pulling them in and then sending them off or because i I find it hard to believe that he was just doing this just for himself. There have to be other people that were benefiting from this heinous crime. Mm, That's an excellent question. Um, there was some indication through some of the uh, investigation that we had independently done that there may be others, but that specific evidence was not presented. So I don't really want to go down that because it's not publicly available. Uh, but again, that, that's mm -hmm. a concern as well. Uh, and I think that you know, with the other three cases, there's always a possibility of hearing evidence that would hurt other people. Um, that's why I'd be, you know, especially since he's been convicted at this point, um, it would be a good idea not to try to roll the dice again. 
So you think he should plead? I think he should have pled in this case because this was, it was a strong case. It was not the strongest case. Oh, so there are stronger cases than the one he got convicted on all Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Really? Oh, wow. These are some great questions. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. All right. So the phone lines are back open. My goodness. I'm learning some things tonight. So that means it's a wrap for him. <laughs> it was a wrap for him before this trial. So this is just this is just justice catching up with him. Wow. You're on the air live with Tanya and attorney Gerald Griggs. What is your name? Monica. Hi, Monica. What is your most poignant question or comment? About the show that I'm looking at right now. Is this the, um, Hello, ma'am. You're on the air live with Tanya TKO and attorney Gerald Griggs. Griggs, uh, time is limited, so I need you to get to your most poignant question or comment. You're live right now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Listen. Listen. I mean, listen. Listen. Press two if you need help. You know what I mean? If something is going on and you need someone to come and help you, press two or something. Start doing some dial tones, some 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 tones on the phone or something. Phone lines are back open again. 323-488-3149. I've heard a lot of crazy things. Chuck D came out and said that the criminal justice system was broken because R. Kelly got so much time and that um, Ike Turner. Did you hear this? I'm going to ask you that after this call. You're on the air live with Tanya TKO and attorney Gerald Griggs. What is your name? Nina. Hi, Nina. So what is so, your most poignant question or comment? Um, more so a comment. I just want to say that I'm extremely frustrated with our community because I think a lot of people lack the emotional intelligence to realize how serious this is and how generational this type of trauma can be for someone. Mm -hmm. And um, for all the people joking and laughing in the comment section, I hope you understand you are a cerebral midget, and I hope you do better. And I hope you don't have kids. I hope you don't have kids. All right. Well, thank you so much for your comments this evening. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I mean, listen, the the M word, M-I-D-G, that is considered a slur. So while we trying to criticize other people, we're slurring others. My goodness. You're on the air live with Tanya TKO and, and attorney Gerald Griggs. What is your most poignant question or comment? Yes, let me turn my sound down. I just want to ask, what's the likelihood of some parents being charged in these crimes? I mean, there's always a possibility. I don't think the federal government is going to do that uh, simply because they vetted most of the claims. Uh, and so okay. I don't really see culpability for any other parents. Uh, but I do understand people's opinions and, and beliefs. But but criminally, I don't, I don't really see any uh, charges being filed against any other parents. All right. Well, thank you so much for your question. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, phone lines are open. See how civil and wonderful these calls are, attorney. With the exception of the slur, but you know, <laughs> you're so funny. 
<laughs> You're in Ear Live with Tanya TKO and Attorney Gerald Griggs. What is your most, what's your name, first of all? My name's Lakeisha. Hi, Lakeisha. What is your most poignant question or comment? Um, my question uh, to counselor is, I've heard from a couple sources that Dominique's mother was actually dating somebody in R. Kelly's camp. Are you able to confirm or deny that? That's actually the first time I've heard that one. Um, but no, I can't confirm or deny any of that. I don't, I don't represent that, that family, so I don't know anything about that. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your question. question. Thank you. you. Ask your most poignant one first. We're not the limited time here. Poignant question first. So did you hear about Chuck D saying the system was broken because Ike Turner came out a changed man after, what, 10 months or something like that? <laughs> yeah, I heard I heard Chuck's um, comment. I, I respect Chuck. I, I understand the feeling that a lot of people have around this case. I just respectfully disagree. Okay. So what do you what is what is, what do you say to people who are like, oh, white people, white men get less time. Why is a black man getting so much time? Harvey Weinstein, Jeffrey Epstein, uh, Larry Nasser is what I say. We're in a new reality where the criminal justice system is catching up with individuals that perpetrate these type of crimes. So I've heard the Elvis. Got we got a and, call coming uh, in. You're all on the, the air live with Tanya TKO and attorney Gerald Griggs. What is your name? Uh, my name's Michael. Hi, Michael. What is your most poignant question or comment? Yes, my thing is people knew R. Kelly's get down after Aaliyah and they saw him in the tape with the 14 year old girl but people still brought their kids to R. Kelly. I mean, is there any kind of responsibility on that end if people brought, if they, if they brought their children to him after they already knew what he was about? Counselor? I mean, a lot of people work with Mr. Kelly for musical reasons. So, you know, I, I think that Many I'm of the sorry, families. Curler, caller, I'm sorry, can you turn down whatever's going on in the background? There's an echo, there's a lot of noise happening. I want okay. you to be able to get your question my apologies. answered. My, yeah. my apologies. Right. Go ahead, yeah. counselor. Yeah, many of the families thought that R. Kelly could help their children uh, with their musical careers. And of course, some of the families believe that, you know, because he was acquitted in the 2008-2009 trial, there might not have been any truth to the matter um, but i understand Thank your God. concern um but again i don't foresee any of the families being charged for anything not saying being charged but did they potentially get parental consent to some respect of you bringing your you kids consent. home you can't consent to uh child sex trafficking uh okay well that's true so you uh, that's feel all I that, had. so so you feel you, you feel you feel that the the parents need to be held responsible for what Mr. Kelly did because yeah. help us understand your reason for bringing this up. Well, I think that what R. Kelly did was wrong. That was reprehensible what he did. But I also believe that the pendulum swings in both directions, not just in one direction. And I think that everyone who has been a part of it should be. I don't know, held and their feet held to the flame to some extent. Okay, so 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 this is what you're saying, right? 
people, R. Kelly had a trial that he was acquitted of, and people may have had an idea that he'd hurt children in the past, and they brought their child to him for um, to, to help them with their music career. You're saying that the parents need to have some sort of culpability for bringing their child to a predator. Something. I mean, I'm not sure exactly what, because it's pretty sketchy to talk about. It's kind of hard for a man to talk about without you know, being looked down on a certain type of way. But I think mm -hmm. that something has to be said, uh, said about that. Because, let me, I let mean, me ask you this question. They, because, what, 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 because, listen, because, listen, negligence is a thing. That, that is true. Negligence is a thing. But who had explicit knowledge that R. Kelly was a predator then? Who knew? Who wasn't in his inner circle? Who could confirm that? Because he was acquitted. He'd never, there was, even, even to this day, the information about him marrying Aaliyah just came out. When that thing came out with him peeing on the girl, people said that that was not him in the tape. So how, how can we be sure that there is somebody that absolutely knew that R. Kelly was a predator then? Remember, 2001, the internet was really just forming. How did anyone really know? I think if you talk in terms of the legality that goes on in the court, that's one thing. But you're talking about in the black universe or around black people, we hear certain things. We know certain things about what everybody is doing. And okay. it's unfortunate, but I think people low-key knew that he was married to a lead. That's always been out in the streets. That's always been out. Everything that's been happening before the girls got to him, they, everybody knew what was popping prior to this, this next batch of girls getting to our killer. Okay, so you're saying that I mean, you know for sure which parents knew. Or you're saying no, if there I was a I can't, say, I can't say that confidently. I can't say it confidently. I can't say that confidently. But, okay. I mean, we all kind of knew his get down. I mean, kind of, sort of. I mean, did we? And did you listen to his music after that? If it came did on the go, radio or, or did you go Pandora. Did yeah, on Pandora. Like so yeah. you supported him. So you supported a, a child sex trafficker, even no. though you say that you knew. You listen to the music. This is what you're saying. You, you, you played it on Pandora so that he could get royalties from your play, and you yourself knew that you had an idea that he was a predator, and you still listened. What I mean is, no, you put on Pandora, you put on random music coming across Pandora, randomly... Music did come across Pandora, did you but no, I never saw out. And to say, listen, do not let this predator's music come across my phone. Did you contact Pandora? Well, you're did right. you sit you're there right. stepping in the name of law? I, I, I didn't. No, I didn't contact Pandora. Okay, I but you you sat Pandora. there stepping in the name of love, talking about I know it's your birthday tonight. All right, thank you so much for calling in. <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you. you. All right, so the phone lines are open. Listen, I don't know what's going on. He told on himself. He told on himself. He told on himself. Phone lines are open. 323-488-3149. Um, oh, so what was the last thing we were saying when before the call came in? You were I talking... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, for all of you out there who were still going to R. Kelly concerts and you had an idea that he was a predator, what culpability do you take for his ongoing fame? Well, the, the people who sat up and made music with him. Remember, um, the Isley Brothers. What's this guy's name? The, 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 the big one with the fur and the, and, the, and the scepter, whatever his name is. What's his name? I have no recollection. I, I'm not going to answer that question. 
There were people making music with him. Remember, Jay-Z had a two-side album where one side was Jay-Z, one side was Kelly. You remember this, right? I remember because I, I was like, what is going on? We were in some sort of... Worlds. Okay, so that's what it was called, right? We had Mr. Biggs, that was his name. He had a whole trilogy of In the Closet and then Mr. Biggs came in and it was his woman that he was with and it was a whole hoopla, all of this. So there were people who were still working with him. There were So when we start saying that, people knew for sure. Everyone was acting normal. There's this psychological term that talks about when other human beings are acting normally around a crisis that other people continue to act, quote unquote, normal as well. You're in the air live with Tanya TKO and Attorney Gerald Griggs. What's your name? Hey, Tokyo. This is um, Refuse to Lose. Um, I'm Who calling. Are you calling I first really of all, who are you calling Tokyo? I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, Tanya. I just told you my name um, is Tanya TKO. What is your name? My name is Refuse to Lose. No, what is your what is your human name? Because you're up here with some cloak and dagger. Okay, I'm I'm sorry, I'm kind of nervous. My name is Valerie. All right. Hello, Valerie. You're on the air live. What is your most poignant question or comment? I'm, I actually need you to check your Instagram inbox right now. Very, very important pertaining to this case, please. Which inbox? Tanya TKO or Tanya TKO TV? TV. <clears throat> All right. Give me just one moment. All right. You said you sent um, me something. I'm praying that it's helpful. I don't see anything from a person named Valerie. No, it's under my, um, the, the refuse to lose. That's my Instagram page. Okay, one second. I'm looking. I, okay, I see something. Okay, here we go. I'm praying it helps. Okay, so. Okay, so, all right. So you're sending... This was, I, I sent this over to, um, I guess that's um, Joyce Lane. And I reached out to her because she had posted that she wanted to kill herself. Did she? I don't she? want to cry, Lord Jesus. Yes, she, she's been active. And so I tried to call her on her IG phone. And it seems like it was an answer, but I saw no picture. And that's why I checked it. So, this, said, is, so this is the message. I'm going to cover up your phone number. This is the message that he's sending me. It doesn't say that she saw it or that she reacted to it in any way. It basically, well, it's just showing that it was connected, and but nothing. So, so you're, where, did, where did you see that she was talking about taking her life? She's she, she putting everything into her, um, in her story on Instagram. This was right after everything was over. Really? And then, so what was yes. it that you actually saw? What did she say in the message that you saw? Give me one sec. I can tell you if it's still there. Did you take a screenshot of what it is that you saw or screen recording? It's some still. Give me a sec. Okay. Let's see. I'm sorry. I'm just... No, take your oh, time. I'm Jesus. sorry I was aggressive with you in the beginning of the call. No, you never okay. know who's trolling. Okay. You know what I mean? You got to cut cut yes. out the, the foolishness early. I didn't even think to screenshot. I just wanted to reach out, you know? Okay. Yeah, no, it's not there now. Damn. So, but do you remember what it said around, like, what, what did it say? Um, You know, basically, you know, I want to kill myself. Um, this can't be happening. Yeah, it's not there now. Really? Oh, 
But people if there's, listen, if there's, if, there's, if there's anybody out there who has screen captured Joycelyn's um, story, when you said this came out yesterday? Yep, right after. Okay, if there's anybody out there who has a screen record of that, please send that to me. Valerie, you're doing some good work out there. Thank you for her last for your... post. Was, her, her last story was two hours ago, so she's posting frequently. What is her last post saying? Is it a is it a happier vibe? Um, it's a picture, a picture of him and her, um, saying you know one thing, saying that it's railroaded. Hashtag free y'all. Kelly was about fifty six minutes ago, and this is some song that she posted through the reel on Instagram. Oh my goodness. Just know that she's active, please. I'm, Counselor, I'm what does it, what does it feel like to hear this? No. It's disheartening um, because I, oh man. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know sir. how real it is. So, you know, I, you know, we hear a lot of things. Um, I, you know, we have to vet these kind of things. Okay. But just watch her story. She is, she's posted. Okay. Well, you know what, Valerie, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. I'm sorry again. Thank you. No, thank you for calling. So, is this her Instagram page? I'm not sure. The last time uh, there was this type of controversy, it turned out not to be her. So, you know, I, I don't want to go down that road. Got you, got you, got you. All right. So, see how do how do we even know that it's her? How do we ensure or know that it's her account? That's the thing. But that is concerning to hear, and I can't even imagine what her parents must be going through not being able to contact their child. Another call is coming in. You're on the air live with Tanya TKO and Attorney Gerald Griggs. What is your name? Letitia. Hi, Letitia. Just make sure your your TV or whatnot is down in the background. What is your most poignant question or comment this evening? Okay, I was just calling to find out um, about, this is my take on it, and I'm not trying to make light of the situation or make an excuse for this man. I believe that everything he did is wrong and he should be punished. I am only um, questioning the competency of Mr. Um, Robert Kelly. He obviously has a problem. He obviously, because he's continuing to do the same thing. Um, I know I closely monitored and watched the court case on court TV, some of the tidbits that they did show. And you had reporters openly stating that the man cannot even read or write with competency. So I was just trying to figure out why isn't this being um, questioned and his issue being confronted with um, that being a factor? Because it's obvious when I'm looking at him, I feel like it's something wrong with him. So and okay, I'm, not I'm still hearing some sort of excuse. echo or something in the background. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. No, it's quite all right. Okay. It's just is distracting. So, so what is so what is it that you're actually saying? I need you to sum up what it is that you're okay. saying. Are you saying because he can't read or write that he didn't do these things that he shouldn't be held accountable? What no. are you saying? No, I'm just saying that maybe there's another factor that we're not exploring why this man has the mindset 
to say, okay, I just only want to be with young girls or my desire is for women who are not adults yet and who cannot make this um, decision for themselves to be with me. That's all I'm saying. So are you like, saying that I he has like the mind of a child, so therefore he should be able yeah, to be with it may children? Be something, that's what I'm saying. It may be something else going on with him that we're just not exploring. Because I'm just thinking about it. Like if it was a man that lives at the corner of the street and he was reaching out to young girls and, um, you know, doing things in the community and everybody knew about it, people would be outraged. But then we will also try to examine, well, what's wrong with this man? But nobody's doing that for um, R. Kelly. Nobody's looking at the complete picture. Because it's obviously, it's to me, I see something's wrong with him. I just feel like something's wrong with him. Okay, so what do you think the solution should be? That we should touch him on his shoulder and look into his eyes and be like, are you okay? Well no, well, no, I don't think that he shouldn't be held accountable for his actions because in that room, he is the adult and he should know right from wrong. But I'm just saying that maybe we should be looking at also that maybe his competency level or his ability to know right from wrong at the age that he is may not be there. That's all I'm so saying. So that makes him even more dangerous then, doesn't it? Because if you yeah, have this big grown man... Who, I mean, whether or not he could read or write, I don't see the relevancy of that. I mean, can his penis read or write? Was his penis um, picking up a book when it was trying to penetrate into a child? No, we don't. I don't see how that has any relevance. But you're saying that he may not have the mental comp competency and that we mm. should be looking at the fuller picture. Um, however, I, I, I'm confused. How would that make it better if he doesn't have the competency and he has all of this money and power and people under his control? Well, I think that he has this um, power because of money. So if he wasn't this musical genius, he wouldn't have the money. So we get that. But I just feel like it's something else in the background that also needs to be examined because anybody with the competency of an adult I just feel like they would stop. He was already tried for something similar in 2008. And then it's like he went in the full steam ahead. So I'm like, okay. So it's something do you know, do you know what, what, is, what do you think the definition of a pedophile is? What do you think the definition of that is? Um, a person who takes advantage or um, tries to hurt people who aren't in the ability to say yes or no with a competent level of a person you know, who's attracted to children. Kid. A pedophile is a person who is attracted to children. All pedophiles okay. are, are not, do not hurt children. There are people who have attraction to children. There's something going on in them that makes them attracted to children, but all pedophiles don't mm -hmm. assault children. There are certain people who assault children who give themselves the permission to assault children. So on one hand, you call him a genius. You're like, oh, he's a genius, so he has this money. But then on the other hand, he's too mentally slow to be able to stop his penis and the whole enterprise that he had trafficking children to and fro for his use. Anyway, I counselor, counselor, that, counselor answer I'm her question. Counselor, hold on. I understand that, but I just feel like... Hello, okay, Hello ma'am, can you hear me? Okay, I'm going to yes, let attorney Griggs answer whatever it is that he heard you say. Okay. Yeah, I mean... I'm, I'm trying to understand 
Um, but it just sounds like you're saying that because he doesn't have the uh, cognitive ability uh, to read, um, that maybe we should look into that helping to cause his pedophilia. Well, not to read. Well, not just to read. It's about comprehension. That's where I'm going. I'm not going with the ability just to read or to write. But it's one thing to word call, but then it's one thing to comprehend what you just read. So people think if people are like slow, that they're all the way slow and they don't know anything or that they are, you know, like as lack of a better word, mentally challenged. But I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that he has some issues. He may have some issues going on. And I think that that may need to be examined. And I'm not giving him an out. I think I understand now. I think I understand. I think I understand. So you're basically saying that he has some cognitive, some obvious cognitive things going on. He may have some deficits and that he may not know mm. right from wrong. And um, so, so you're saying he may not know right from wrong, right? I'm not going to say right from wrong. I'm going to okay, say so in the realm that... of his sexual, uh -huh. I think in his sexual conquest, he doesn't okay. understand why this is wrong. So he doesn't understand why that. being with a young, a young lady or a little girl may be wrong. But what about when yeah, there's a person screaming, ma'am, what about when there's a person screaming, please let me out of this room. I have to defecate. Did he not know that it was wrong not to let her out of the room? What about when, when Andrea Kelly says that if the milk was too cold or too hot, that she would get beat, that he dragged her and tied her up and assaulted her with his, with his phallus? That, so, so that's the thing. So, okay, so he has an attraction to children. But what about all of the other stuff? Hitting, abusing, smearing feces on people. Feces doesn't smell good. I mean, even if your mind doesn't comprehend okay. that it's wrong to put it on people, it's 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 it's, it's atrocious smelling. What yeah, about having people? What about what about what about ma'am, ma'am? Hello, ma'am. Can you hear me? Okay. Uh, listen, when I start I speaking, do. I really need you to stop speaking, okay? Because I'm asking you a question. And I want to know how you feel about what it is that I'm asking you. When he had people write letters incriminating themselves so that he could use that as blackmail to keep them in, in his midst, that there was something inside of him that just didn't connect that that was wrong. As he saw people crying in pain and, 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 and reaching out for their parents, that he didn't know that that was not wrong. Is it my turn to go ahead and speak? I'm just I'm just stating that you were saying that he was smearing um, feces, defecating on people or whatever. What I'm just stating is that that's still like a childlike behavior. What adult person thinks to do that? Like, it there just doesn't people, compute to me. There are some people out there who are adult. bad people. You know that there are people out there who are bad people. They do things, they have these fetishes, they do things because it brings them some sort of twisted joy and pleasure to see other people in pain. And according to what it is that you're saying, this makes him even more dangerous because that means that he won't stop. He's emboldened, which means he needs to be taken out of the general population. He needs no, not come into contact not with people. That he doesn't need to be yeah. uh, put away. 
so then I I, I I don't understand the what was the purpose of 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 your statements in this call that's that's what's confusing me for you to tell us that maybe he doesn't know that harming children is wrong i don't think that he understands that in his sexual conquest it being with young women and I don't think that he knows, even from his previous interview, when the man asked him, do you like having sex with young girls? He goes ahead and he says, well, how young are you speaking of? Like, he is not computing that no, this is he, wrong. It, I'm sorry, that was that was the, the, the interview with Ture, I believe it was his name. And he said, mm -hmm. do you like to be with teenage girls? And he's like, how do you define mm -hmm. teenage? And he's like, teenage. So... R. Kelly knew because he verified who was a teenager or not beforehand. It's not like he was getting with 20-year-old. He specifically sought out. He drove around by the high school. There are some people out there who are predators. To, uh, counselor, it looks like you have something that you want to say. It's just that I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying and, and where Mr. Kelly is probably going to go. They're going to have psychosexual uh, counseling within the prison where he can mm -hmm. deal with these issues. But again, they do not mitigate or justify what he did under the eyes of the law. And, and I understand no. sort of what you're trying to get at, but all of that goes into rehabilitation, which occurs within the four walls of a penal institution for individuals who have a criminal predation behavior that needs to be adjusted. None of that's gonna happen in free society because you know when somebody says, do you like teenage girls? And you, he says, what do you mean, like 19? That shows a consciousness that he knows the cutoff age that the law says he should not be dealing with, and he's trying to justify his behavior. So Mr. Kelly allegedly not being able to read, even though he was in court with a pen and a paper taking notes, um, <laughs> you know, shows that that's a consciousness of trying to justify something, which is unjustifiable. All right. Okay. Caller, thank you so much for giving your point of view. It's a different point of view. And there's some people who may feel what you're saying. There may be some people who, so ultimately, do you think he should be imprisoned, even though he may have I cognitive? Do. Okay. I do think that he should be, he should be in prison. I feel like he does need to get some help, but I just feel like it's something else that, cause I don't feel like we need to let rapists or anybody just run around and assault people just or just because they have money, they should be able to do this. But I just feel like he just needs to be looked at in complete, you know, the whole thing. His yeah, whole, what, I don't uh, think that. What difference would it make? If there is a person who cannot govern themselves in, 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 in accordance with the laws of a society, if they can't govern themselves within the morals of a society, they are going to be taken out of that society. Whether they have some sort of slowness or whether or not whatever is going on, they need to be removed from society where other people will not be harmed by them. He had a 20, 25 year or longer reign of terror. And there are still people apparently who are under the, under the guise of the terror that, that he inflicted upon them. 
So what, what, whether or not he has some sort of issue or whether or not he was harmed himself as a child, I don't see how that has any relevance. At the end of the day, this is about getting his behavior to stop. As you stated, he did not stop on his own. He became more emboldened when he won his last trial or when he was acquitted yeah. rather. So what place does he have in civilization? What place does he have among innocent children? I was speaking to the fact that maybe in 2008, who's to say if he was not acquitted and he was found guilty and there was some sort of looking at him and complete and seeing that, hey, he obviously has a problem. Maybe he couldn't have got he could have gotten help and maybe this would have stopped. Well, as attorney Griggs stated, the facility that he's mm -hmm. going to go to will have some sort of counselor there for him to work with him as he is behind bars for 25 to life as he should be. Thank you so much for calling in. All right, so listen, we can't let that be our last call. We're gonna take one last call and then we're gonna wrap it up. Somebody said I'm being passive aggressive. No, I don't believe in passive aggression. I'm aggressive aggressive. Listen, the, the, take the passive out of it. You're on the air live with Tanya, TKO, and Attorney Gerald Griggs. What is your name? My name is Renee. How are you all this evening? I'm a little, a little terse right now. I'm feeling a little aggy, but Renee's well, a little I'm gonna, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to waste too much of your time. I just want to say something. Mm -hmm. See, what the real, what I really think is people keep getting mixed up between the act and the man's successful records. They're two different situations. Yeah. I feel extremely sorry for those victims because no telling if there's other victims that didn't come forward, what happened to them? How are they going to live their life correctly? Even if they have therapy, guess what? That still has to be in the back of their mind what they've been through. When they go to sleep, what they've been through. I feel sorry for them. Was he a talented man? Yes, he was. If he couldn't read, he had the money to get the best trainer, teacher, to help him to be better. But a long time ago, Tanya, I'm going to keep it brief. Do you, did you remember they showed that interview with his brother mm -hmm. and how they stated, he stated about how the sister would, when he go outside, Mm -hmm. R. Kelly would be in there with the sister, and mm -hmm. when the, she sent R. Kelly outside, she would be with the other brother. Can you tell me, sir, the lawyer, did you, that, what has that came out? Thank you all. Have a great evening. All right. Well, you know, you so that's, a great, that's a great question. It didn't come out. And, and the reason why it didn't come out is because uh, his brother did not testify. His brother was present um, at the trial. And so I, I fully expected that to come out during this trial because it came out very publicly in interviews and on YouTube and all of that. And then there seems to be an attempt to put that back in the box and pretend like that didn't happen. So, um, you know, my concern is the people around R. Kelly needed to be honest with what was happening. And so my hope is in the next trial, if there is a trial, all of it comes out so people can get a full picture of the level of enabling that was going on. Um, you know, and I, I'm concerned about that because I, I heard the interview. I interviewed the brother. I know what actually happened. And it's very concerning 
um, that this level of predation continued, even though people knew that that had happened. Oh, wow. My goodness. You spoke to the brother that's in prison? No, no, not that brother. Oh, the other brother. It was the one that was in prison that says that he was tampered with by the sister, correct? He said that as well as some other people said that. Okay. Oh, really? Oh, wow. So other people have also implicated the sister in in activities with children? It's on, it's on YouTube. I haven't it's seen it. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Wow. That's, that's, that's stunning. All right. All right. Listen, thank you for being a good sport. I appreciate that. I've closed off the phone lines because it was getting a little hairy towards the, towards the latter part over there. From what it is that you heard, how are you doing on time? You're okay on time, right? I do need to go at some point, probably in the next <laughs> 10 minutes. But, you know, okay. this has been, you know, as it usually is, it's been fun to hear from the people and to, to read the comments. Right. I, I see the comments. They're, they're interesting. Some of them are funny. All right. So um, we'll, take, we'll take a call or two more. I've just opened back up the phone lines. 323-488-3149. Because I see you doing some nervous thing with your hands, counsel. What's going on? I mean, I've been in this chair for a minute. I need to move. You can so, stand up if you need to. We know, you know, you nah, got to keep good, the... I'm good. All right. You're on the air live with Tanya. What's your name? And oh, see, we done lost the call now. You can stand mm. up and stretch if you need to. I know what it's like to be sitting down for long periods of time. I could take you off camera for a moment there. There you I'm go. Good, go ahead, stretch. Yeah. Oh. You're on the air live with Tanya TKO and Attorney Joe Griggs. You're not on the camera yet. Go ahead and stretch. You can hear the caller. Go ahead, caller. <laughs> Hello? Yes, he can hear you. You're on your uh, live with Tanya TKO and Attorney Gerald Griggs. What's your name? My name is Pam. And hi, Tanya. And hi, hi. counselor. Hey, I Pam, just want to make a... I'm great in yourself. I just want to make a statement. Um, mm -hmm. I hope he gets all the help that he can get because I think he has multiple personality. Robert, as a child, he had been gone. I think from all the sexual abuse he received, it wasn't not even just from the sister that the brother said, but an uncle as well, who was molesting the sister, then molesting him, and the sister doing it. So I think he had a mental breakdown. Um, have you guys ever heard? Can you can you tell me what your qualification is in the realm of psychology in order to be making this sort of assessment publicly? Well, my professional being around people every day and watching acts of people so and how they carry on. So you're that you have been certified to be able to give psychological assessments because you watch people every day. No, I don't have to be certified to do it. I mean, you're some talking about him having multiple speak. personalities. You're also talking about abuse that is rumored but not proven. So uh, that's the part that's confusing. I'm gonna let counselor take it over. Go ahead, counselor. You you could speak. Well, I mean, I'm not qualified to psychoanalyze anybody. I can just talk about the law, and and again, that. Those allegations were never made under oath. So, you know, I was expecting them to be made under oath, but they haven't. So I don't really want to delve into that. I know it's on the Internet. I know it's on, you know, YouTube, but I, I don't really want to go into what may or may not have happened. 
once it's been vetted and, and cross-examined, then I'll go into that. Right. I understand what you are saying. All I was just saying, like, I've been around a whole lot of mental abuse my entire life. And that's why I say you've seen this, especially if you're in a family and it's cursed and you see how everybody, everyone's dynamic of thinking is. So I'm saying sometimes some people have gatekeepers over them to keep them. There's other people that comes out of them. Just like you have a person acting this particular way one day, then the next day they're this person, then the next day they're this person. So what you know, you're do, what, so it sounds like what you're doing is projecting what's going on in your own life or what has happened that you have seen personally and projecting that onto the Kelly situation as if as if what you've seen applies to him without any type of internal knowledge of what's actually going on with him or any type of psychological assessment that you have personally given to him. That's what it sounds like. And listen, I'm sorry. I'm going to listen to you. Go ahead. I'm sorry for whatever has happened in your life and what it is that you have seen. We do not personally know R. Kelly or the reasons why he did the things that he did. And just because somebody in your life did something for a particular reason or was afflicted in a certain way doesn't mean that that's what's going on with Kelly. There's some people out there who are sociopathic, psychopaths, and who have all different types of both diagnosed and undiagnosed mental health issues, but we don't know. We are not We are not psychological professionals. We are not licensed to be able to give that type of diagnosis, and none of us would be able to give that diagnosis from afar. You'd lose your psychological license attempting to do something like that. So, I, so last statement, and then I'm going to let you go. What I was saying was the man need help. That's all I was saying. He's going to get the help that he needs in the incarcerated facility he's going to. Well, that's great. That's great. Well, you guys, you take care. Okay, thank you. I don't know what's going on out here. I'm sure people heard you say that he's going to get some sort of psychological assistance at the facility he's going to, right? Yes, 25 I, to I life. He has many, many years because when he had the opportunity to use his money, because somehow this this musical, quote unquote, genius was able to memorize his songs, memorize the lyrics to the songs and the music and all of that. He, attorney says he was writing stuff down in court. But with all of that money and realizing he had an issue skating free in 2008 slash nine. But none of that time did he take that money to hire a professional to help him with his predilections. Come on. He had many opportunities to be able to, like, this didn't have to, he continued, not only that, but it is, it's alleged that he's kept people from their children, that he's absconded children, kidnapped them, trafficked them, and all of this, that, but he never stopped in all of this time. As a matter of fact, people are saying he became more emboldened. So he had the opportunity to get the help on his own accord. Like if they had brought up this surviving R. Kelly and R. Kelly could show a history of, of having his own self-initiated psychological assistance and help and stopped his behavior, do you think he would be where he is now, counselor? Probably not. I think if he had to learn from the 2008, 2009 issue and, and moved on and, and actually stopped this behavior, we wouldn't be here. And, and I think that if he wasn't enabled for such a long time, you know, by some of the things that people are saying right now. And again, none of this stuff applies in a court of law. 
none of these uh, arguments are justification for violation of RICO and the Mann Act for sexually trafficking young underage people. Uh, so I just think that what people need to understand, and I know it, it's hard, you know, we grew up with an image of this particular person. And we don't want to separate the image from what we're hearing right now. But for four and a half weeks in trial, he had an opportunity to put forth all of these arguments and this evidence and all of those things, which he did none of that. And a jury heard it. They were given the law by the judge. They compared the facts and evidence to the law and came up with a decision that speaks the truth. That's called a verdict. And that verdict was guilty. <laughs> it took them nine hours, nine. Four and a half week trial, nine hours. Absolutely. You know what somebody brought up in the comments? All of these, th these ladies calling up talking about R. Kelly getting the help that he need. What about the victims getting the help that they need? What about Joycelyn getting the help that she needs? What about Azriel Cleary and Dominique and these ladies, these young ladies, getting the assistance that they need to help with the psychological issues that were inflicted on them by him? What about all of the girls that we don't know about who, who may have been harmed by this man? What about the help that they need? You know what I'm saying? I just what... like, like you said, Joycelyn yeah. still hasn't been in contact with her family. Her grandfather died. Her grandmother was sick. She still hasn't come home or contacted them. And I think that's what this was all about. And that's why my clients have empowered me to talk. Nobody's talking about the trauma that these victims are still facing. Listen, everybody sees what's going on on social media. We see in the comments the victim shaming that continues to happen. Mm -hmm. What about this? And what about that? And what about this? You know, at some point, we as a community have to wrap our arms around these individuals that suffered alone for such a long time with people not believing them. Many of them didn't come forward because they knew nobody would believe them. But because we're in a new era where lawyers are believing them, where law enforcement is believing them, and now juries are believing them, we're having this moment of reckoning as a community. And it's time mm -hmm. for us to fully embrace he did these things. Why? Because they were proven in a court of law. Now, yes. if there really was some type of railroading and all that, which didn't happen. He has an opportunity to appeal. He has lawyers for that. We need to support these victims. We need to hold them up. We need to let them know they are supported and that their voices were heard. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. There are people who are trying to call in, but there's so many calls that are butting up against one another that the calls are not coming through. But this is something else. I, I'm, I'm stunned by what it is that I've heard. <sighs> what is the most stunning thing that, that you've heard from the public, Counselor? Oh, man. Um, I mean, aside from the insults, just the, the very fact that I now understand why it was so hard for women to come forward, simply because they are being shamed relentlessly. There are pages on social media whose sole purpose is to shame these women. And it wasn't until there was an allegation about boys that it started to change. And that, that part blew my mind because it was like the things that these women have detailed very publicly were so atrocious 
that, you know, it, it blew my mind when, you know, I was sitting there listening to him before it became public. And I'm like, wait, what happened? And then what? And then when we saw the G-rated version of Surviving R. Kelly, you know, I had to decompress a little bit to be like, wow. I mean, how do you survive something like that? And then you are blamed. So, you know, I think the, the craziest things was finally hearing it from a witness stand under oath and then coming back on social media and hearing people say where there's no evidence, that person just saying that, even though that day in court, they had DNA evidence and a video that the, that the jury watched. And then you listen to the cross-examination and you're like, really, that's the best you could come up with? These people are, are lying because they want to become famous for being smeared. Yeah, that's not the best way to argue that. And of course, the jury said that. Um, so just, just that. And, you know, this is going to be one of those cases that I will always remember. You know, and I, I was I was hopeful that the jury would hear it the way most rational individuals would hear this. Mm -hmm. And they did. Um, and, you know, I'm hopeful that these victims, these survivors will be able to live fairly reasonable lives. But they are now public figures who people are still shaming. Yeah. You're on the air live Hello? with Tanya TKO yes, hey. and attorney Gerald. Briggs. How you doing? What is, you? what is your name? How you doing? What is your My name? My name is Brian. Hi, Brian. What is your can most you hear me? poignant? I'm trying to find out if okay. you can hear me. What is your most poignant question or comment? Well, okay. Well, I guess it's like a comment or something. Uh, okay. Well, this is my thing, right? Okay. Okay. R. Kelly, he got his life or whatever, 25 to life. And, you know, we could talk about that as, you know, being justice served, but there's going to be four more cases like that. Things we're not going to even hear about, you know what I'm saying? So it doesn't really stop the whole, you know, the whole of it as, you know, it's still going to be people out here committing those atrocities you know what i'm saying so it you know like that's what i'm saying it's not going to stop like yeah you can lock somebody up give them death row you know what i'm saying but it's not going to stop murder still crime is still rampant on the streets you know so what is the that, purpose that, of that, your comment that what 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 should happen if there's still going to be other predators out there what should we do about it what can, that that is that's what i that's what i would like to know you know what i'm saying what do we do about it i mean you know, I mean, because you can't just you can't just move away. It, the the logic we can't put logic no longer behind it. I mean, you know. All right, attorney, we, we I'm gonna that, let you. I'm gonna let you take this to, one, attorney. Go ahead. I, I don't quite uh, I mean, understand. We see we see logic run out the window every time we watch a scary movie, and they, and they don't run out the door; they run upstairs. So logic has nothing to really do with it. It's I mean. We got to go beyond logic. I mean, what? That so is a good are you question. saying what, what that? Are you saying do? that we should pick up arms and start and forget the judicial system and start taking them out ourselves? What are you saying? Are you saying I, we should let I them mean, go free and 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 hand that, them children? That's what are still you saying? murder. I mean, you know, I'm saying. However, we look at it, it's still going to be, you know, something. You know. I'm trying to understand. I mean, what what is you? Please, sir, Brian. Did you say your name was? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Okay, Brian, tell us what is the ultimate reason that you're stating this? Are you saying that we should just let them go because there's so many of them? No, it's I'm like not having, saying that. Uh, what I'm saying like a, is, uh -huh. what I'm saying is, what, 
I mean, what happens to the little girl? Okay, you know how, okay, what what gives what gives a case purpose anyway? Okay, say for instance, okay, Monique down the street get kidnapped. But you don't hear nothing about that on the news, but yet another girl could be black or white. Another black girl get end up missing, but yet you hear you hear that case on the news. You know what I'm saying? But what about Monique? You know what I'm saying? So are you saying that we need to find a way to bring light to more victims? What are you saying, sir? Please articulate yourself. I mean, it's what I'm trying to say is, I, it's, it's like it's, it's going to be an ongoing thing. I mean, it, locking R. Kelly up, it's not stopping. You know what I'm saying? It's not stopping. You know, you like it's not it's not going to stop. I mean. Like, how does it stop? That I mean, you know, that's well, my question to you. One by one. How, huh? there's the, there's, one by one. There's a song that goes, one by one, me, I go chop them down, send for the oxa. It's like you take them but out one by one. But it happens simultaneously, though. It's, it's, it's not a one by one it, it, thing as, when it happens simultaneously. It, right, I mean, but, there's, it, but the it, thing you is know. that there are, there are bad people out there doing bad things. One by one, we are going to chop them down. Send for the hacksaw. Take out them tongue. One by one, take them out. R. Kelly is one. The dude who had that catch a predator, he was catching them every week. They're out there. We got to educate the public. We have to talk to, to people about their predilections. We have to, we have to, we're in a rape culture. We've got to educate boys and men about appropriate and inappropriate behavior. We've got to hold people accountable for the things that they do wrong. We've got to, we, we've, we've got to educate. We've got to round up. We got to rehabilitate or not rehabilitate, but counsel and get people that the assistance that they need i, I just i don't understand I, because be, because you have a garden and there's so many weeds do you just stay there and lay down on the ground and just let the weeds grow around and take you too the weeds gonna grow anyway oh. so you don't get round up and take out the weeds uh, you can take out as many weeds as you as you want but it's still gonna grow that's not true. Look, so, listen, so during, during, this, during this pandemic, there were a lot of weeds that popped up. And I got some spray and sprayed the spray on the weeds, pulled them out. And then when I saw little ones growing back up again, they were small and exposed. And I pulled those out too. One by one, they're gone. And then you till the ground so they don't come back. Listen, we were in New York you, during then, the then pandemic. You, then if you kill the, the ground, then you prevent, you might prevent, till. that might stop your till. food from growing. Because, I mean, they did that in till. Africa. You know, uh, some scientists he told, said, till. told the people, oh, look, sir. I got this dirt. Hello, sir, 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 till, yes. T-I-L-L. -L. You know what till is? It's like when you turn the soil oh, yeah. over, till the ground. Yes. And that prevents the, the weeds yes. from growing. Yes. You know, listen, I, I listen, you know, I'm in New York City, right? And New York City was uh -huh. besieged by rats during the pandemic because the restaurants were not open. So they started lunging towards civilians coming oh, wow. into people's homes in, in legions. We had an issue here. It got bad. It got real bad during the pandemic because they were hungry. They were angry. And they're from New York. You know, New York rats are no joke. 
But you know what we did? Yeah. We found a way yeah. one by one to patch up the holes, to put down mesh, to lay out traps, to stop them. We didn't allow them to take the house. We didn't but allow them to take rats. the house. Uh, they're, but they're not. They're still rats. So <laughs> they're still but, rats. You could, you could patch up the house. They're still rats, though. You know not what I'm saying? They're not, still listen, rats. It, they listen, might not listen, come in your house watch, or your neighbor's listen, house, but they're right. still rats. I have no problem with people existing. I saw this documentary about pedophiles, right? In this documentary, yeah. there were men who said, listen, I have this feeling on the inside of me. I see that young little body. It just it does something to me. But I know that that child is precious and I choose not to hurt a child. What I do is I use my fantasy. I, I'm in groups with other people. I get counseling. So I have no issue with people existing with sicknesses. The issue that I have is people who enact that sickness onto other people. You can be sick if you want to. What you don't do is take your sickness to hurt other people, especially children. So you can exist however it is that you choose to exist with your predilections and your, your inside fetish. Keep it inside and die with it in your grave. As simple as that. What you don't do is you don't hurt children. So there can be rats. They, listen, there are squirrels. Squirrels are rodents. They are chupacabras. Yeah. Those are rodents as well. A beaver is a mm -hmm. rodent, but those beavers don't come yeah. into your house. Those squirrels, if they come into your house, you find a way to get them out. They can exist, but let them go and be where they can be without hurting people. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, I understand perfectly. That's why okay. I was calling with the question. Like, what, like, because I don't think to me with R. Kelly, that, that's what I was trying to say. Because with R. Kelly, I don't think justice is served because there are still millions of girls like that. You know what I'm saying? Whether they be white or black, some of their stories we'll never even know. We won't even know about, you know. Justice. Some you of know these what? Listen, I feel you. I feel you. Because when I saw that, with whatever his name was that does the, the Catch a Predator, I saw his mm -hmm. show and I said, listen, this is one show on one station with people who were caught by one, one police team. So there must be hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of predators out there on different blocks, on different websites, on different areas. A friend of mine plays Fortnite and there are seven year old mm -hmm. children who are able to interact with grown men on Fortnite. And they're able to go, they were able to receive gifts from grown men. They're able to go into private chats with grown men. So I know that there is a, that there's a hole, even on Fortnite, for people to be able to slide through the cracks, right? Yeah. However, yeah. however, justice is served in the R. Kelly case. That is one person taken off that he's out. It's just like when you have rice that you have to clean. You have a hundred, you have a, a thousand pieces of rice in a pot and you look for those little broken black pieces and the, the, the rotten pieces and you take those out. Will some get washed inside? Yes. Yes. But you do what it is that you can do to take the, the rotten pieces out. And one by one, as long as people stay vigilant, families need to speak up about what's going on in their homes. People need to start calling the police on, on people before they get to enact. I heard that a predator assaults 16 people in their lifetime. That one person assaults on average 16 people. So if we start telling on these people before they get to go out there and hurt other people, if we chop them off inside of the home when we first realize that there's a problem, 
when we first realize that they have predilections for 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 felonious activities we take them out when they're young. So if you know somebody in your family, if you all out there know someone in your family that needs to be rounded up, get them rounded up. We don't we just don't lay down and allow them to just run rampant. Counselor, did you want to add something to this? No, it was a lot, you know. The thing about the rats, I, I kind of checked out after that. Why you know, must you be about this way? huge huge New York rats attacking people dragging them down the street. That's what I well, was Well, look, because I'm from, I'm from Los Angeles, right? And, you know, we have a, a homeless problem, right? And, yes. you know, this homeless situation has been, you know, what they, they, they solution to the home, they're trying to build them tiny homes. They expect these people to pay rent in these tiny homes. Uh, that's know, their solution. Other, they're, countries, they're building more houses, raising other, more rent. You listen, know what I'm saying? Other and, countries. And, and expect the homeless. To hire, other countries. This, look. Listen, other countries have found that building very low-income homes for the homeless actually helps the situation. Very low income. They found that being in a community, that having that, that, having that start has helped. That's what the data shows. So I, I support that until we can find something else. And so this is the thing. This is the thing, Brian. You've got I to think keep we need trying. to re, we, we change the social construct because a lot of crime is just is 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 based on social activity. You know, uh, the pressures of social or society. That's where crime originates from is society. So maybe if we can, you know, stop uh, over sexualizing the young girls, stop putting the pressure on them. You know, okay, because it's like vegans. You know, they talk about the plants, right? Oh, oh, let's save the environment. Let's save the environment about the plant. But that's still more pressure on the turkey. That's still more pressure on the ham. Still more pressure on the cow. Still put more pressure on the cow. By by you calling yourself going plant-based, you know. How is that putting more pressure, saving a turkey's life? How is that more pressure? I don't understand. You don't think? So, so, I, I mean. Less people eating how, turkeys. How I haven't I haven't eaten chicken or or dead animals since 2015, and now there's there's there are a few chickens with their wings that have been saved out there. <laughs> a few, huh? Just only a yes, few, huh? Yes, I listen. Popeyes I see people. Ain't closed. I know, but KFC one... ain't closed. Church's <laughs> chickens not closed. Chick fil A. <laughs> listen, listen. You know what happened in 2009, 2012, when they had the natural hair revolution? on YouTube, you know what happened? People, black women what? stopped buying as many relaxers. Black women oh, stopped- Oh, black women start combing their hair? Nigga. That man didn't make me talk, use profanity at him. I had to let him go. Listen, I-, I... These comments though. <laughs> These comments. Listen, I don't want us to end on that call because that was disturbing. I need one person with some sense to end off this broadcast with a sense-filled call. I'm going to open up the lines. I'm going to take one last call and then we're going to get out of here. But I need somebody with some sense. And if I notice that you don't have some sense or you sound inebriated, intoxicated, or depreciated, I am not going to, I'm going to hang up on you. The, the phone lines are open for one last phone call. Please be somebody with some sense. 323-488. This is the last call here. You're on the air live with Tanya, TKO, and Attorney Gerald Griggs. What is your name? 
Hi, my name is Trina. Okay, Trina, you sound like you got some sense. Let's let's let's, let's end <laughs> off this 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 broadcast on a good note, Trina. I'm, I'm still I'm still uh, flabbergasted with the with the vegans and the turkeys. I'm like, what does that have to do with R. Kelly? <laughs> Listen, that man took <laughs> us around the plants and the rats. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, we went around I, the world and a twirl on that one and came back to him getting hung up on talking about black women combing their hair. He needed to go. He was out of order. Listen, go <laughs> ahead, my dear. End us on a good note. What's your most poignant comment or or question? My question is um, regarding Aaliyah and R. Kelly's marriage. Now, I... Mm -hmm. I'm not 100% sure, you know, sure about the laws as far as um, marriage with um, underage children. Um, I, I thought that you would have to have the consent of the parent in order for that marriage to be legal. So if that if they deem that marriage as being legal, then does that mean that Aaliyah's parents consented to the marriage between the two of them? So what happened was, um, and what was shown in court, <clears throat> was that a fake document was used to procure the marriage license and then the ceremony. And then once the parents found out, they annulled the marriage. So there was some uh, deception alleged and then proven during the course of the trial uh, that happened uh, for her to be married. And then, of course, the marriage certificate was actually shown as an exhibit in open court. I think that was actually released by the court and maybe on the internet, uh, but there was testimony to that effect that a, a fake license, a fake uh, identification was used to secure it. So that's how she was able to do that. I, there was no evidence uh, that her parents consented. Her parents didn't even testify in this trial. So that's what the evidence was. But isn't that like some sort of felony or some sort of like, should, shouldn't have been some sort of, uh, you know, legal, you know, something legal that happened to him regarding that, because that's kind of like falsified information, isn't it? Well, the problem is, and I believe, and again, I'm not an Illinois lawyer, that'd be an Illinois state crime, but I think the statute of limitations had passed on that. So they included that in one of the acts of the RICO conspiracy with regard to, I believe, Aaliyah was Jane Doe number one, allegedly. Wow. Right. This was like some Jerry, some Jerry Lou Lewis type type of stuff <laughs> regarding their marriage. I, I've never seen anything like that, you know, except, you know, recently with them. And I mean, even though that was years ago, it just seems like it was just the other day. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling in and expressing your thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, my Lord. Counselor. Thank you for being a good sport. The phone lines are closed. I, 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 I'm, I can't take any more of that. Listen, all right. So listen, I'm going to allow you to finish up saying anything that you need to say, and then we're going to let you go. Thank you for being a good sport. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for participating in these phone calls. Thank you. Thank you, attorney. It was a lot. Um, I learned a lot from some of them, and then some of them I, I wish I had the 20 minutes back. That we listened to my man with the vegan turkey uh huge new york rats uh that were attacking people and dragging them <laughs> down the street that was interesting I, I kept seeing master splinter dragging people down the street but um you know what i want to leave people with this is you know wait before you we, say we, what you want to leave people with what did you learn what did you learn during this broadcast 
I, I learned about, you know, tiny houses in LA and during the pandemic that um, rats were attacking people and coming into their houses that that was never reported on any of the news that I was watching. I saw the pandemic. I saw the people with ventilators, but I didn't see the rats attacking people that they need to do a whole series on that. Yeah. Um, but again, what I want to leave people with is, um, you know, this whole trial was about the voices of the victimized getting an opportunity to state their truth under oath and be vetted. And ultimately, the jury decided uh, that there was sufficient evidence of proof beyond a reasonable doubt to convict Mr. Kelly. All of the other conversation is irrelevant. It's been proven. You know, there are celebrities weighing in on this who didn't watch the trial, obviously haven't seen the evidence, making assumptions. None of that's going to come into the sentencing hearing. What's going to come into the sentencing hearing is evidence in, evidence in aggravation and then evidence in mitigation to determine what the sentence is. But before we even get to that, there will be three more trials where people can actually tune in. Hopefully the, the next federal case will be televised live so that people can see it for themselves, so that when we're having these robust conversations online, they can be fact-based, based on what you guys saw and what you heard and what was proven in a court of law. So what I would just humbly ask is that y'all support these victims. They have been through a lot. The public shaming needs to stop. We need to support their voices, both the young black women who are, who are you know, were girls at the time, and now the young black men who are young black men who were boys at the time. And that's all we're asking. You know, I've been involved in this case for since 2017. I've heard and seen things in this in this case that I wish I'd never seen. Um, and they have to live with those things. Mm. So that's all I'm asking. I know we're having a robust conversation online. I know a lot of people have a lot of opinions. You're entitled to your opinions. You're not entitled to your own facts. You're not entitled to your own law, but you are entitled to your own opinion. I respect your opinion, but when we're dealing with this particular case, let's focus on facts and evidence. The transcript is available. All of the exhibits are at some point going to be available. I don't think the tapes are going to be available because some of that's child porn. Um, mm. But, you know, we need to focus on what the evidence was, what Mr. Kelly was convicted of and held accountable for and supporting these victims. All right. Well, you know what? Thank you so much. Thank you for coming out. So if people wanted to reach out to you and contact you, how would they do that? You can contact me on all social platforms at Attorney Griggs on all platforms. Uh, I will engage with you as long as it stays peaceful and intelligent. Um, and, you know, I look forward to coming back on the platform. You know, it's a lot of fun being on here reading the comments. The comments are hilarious. Are they? They are hilarious. Mm. And you're running for, tell us what you're running for so that people in Georgia know what to, what to look out for coming up. Yeah. So in, a, in another arena, you know, I'm an activist. And so I'm running for state president of the NAACP. I believe there needs to be uh, more robust fighting for people's uh, civil rights. And so that's what I've been doing for 16 years. And, and hopefully, you know, if people are in Georgia and they're a member of the NAACP, uh, they would consider me. Um, this particular case um, I got involved because I heard the voices of, of, of victims. And, uh, you know, this is one of the, the few times that I've done a case like this. And, and I think that, you know, it was definitely necessary. Um, but I want to get back to civil rights. Uh, and so that's what I'm going to do with the NAACP. I hope to, um, to help you guys and, and bring some more justice in, into our community. All right. Thank you so much for that. 
And what can you say is the self-love lesson that people can take away from this case, from these calls, from everything? Let's take, let's make this about self-love counselor. How do we make this about self-love? What, what, what are you hearing? What are you hearing in terms of self-love? I mean, the best way to love yourself in this particular case is to make sure we hold predators accountable and make sure we report this stuff. We don't need any more of this in our community. We need to support the voices of black victims. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to vet cases, we need to try them, and then we need to get justice. And so I support the voices of the black victims in this case, particularly the African-American women uh, that went through so much, but they are now survivors and we will uplift their voices. All right, so thank you so much for that. Thank you. We bid you adieu. Thank you so much for coming out. And I'm going to give my closing. So thank you so much. It was such a pleasure having you. Make sure that you look him up at Attorney Griggs. That's G-R-I-G-G-S on all social media platforms. And as he said, he will engage with you. You can follow up with him about running for the president of the NAACP in Georgia. And we will see you next time, Counselor. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Be safe. All right. So listen, you all. Oh, my goodness. That was something else. We listen. You all, thank you so much, all of you, for coming out. Listen, I want you all to start telling me what your self-love lessons were from this broadcast. How do we tie this in, what we went through here today? Because we went through some things on this show. I'm telling you that much right here. How do we, how do we turn this around and make this about self-love? Come on, let's, let's see. Oh, we have some, we have some apples. You know what? No, we're not going to do it like that. We're going to get the whole full. What's that? Hey, all right. So we have some apples that came in. Thank you all so much for the apples during the broadcast. We have Nettie who sends a dollar and says they should make him eat. Poo. Okay, listen. Don't worry. When he's in jail, there's going to be some things that's going to happen to him. So Portia G sends $2 and says, help for the survivors, sick of apologists. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I don't even know how we got to the point that we are always so overly concerned with someone who hurts people instead of the people that he hurt. Celia sends $25 and says, thank you for exposing pedos, pedos, and empowering survivors. Thank you so much. Thank you for your love and support. All right, so listen, we're about to we're about to get our groove on. Listen, I'm gonna read some of these. All right, so come on, let's see what these comments are now. What is the self-love lesson that you have to take away from this broadcast? All right? <laughs> listen, I wanna hear. Okay. Mm. All right. I learned that mammies lack self-love. Okay. Well, not what people lack. What have we learned about self-love? He will be safer in there. He most likely will never go into gen pop. You think so? All right. Somebody says it was an awesome call despite the crazy callers. I mean, awesome show. All right. Come on. Protect black women and children. Bye, Tanya. Bye, knockouts. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. Teach children that no adult should be asking them. It went by too quickly. Thank you, attorney and Tanya. Thank you, thank you. Fight back, report abusers. 
All right, the comments today were pretty good. Listen, Scrub-A-Double will make him eat his poo. All right, self-love lesson. Self-love is essential. Rat and tiny house in LA. Listen, there's a lot going on. Apple, 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 love, dance, money, tongue. Okay, to defend victims, educate children more on how to avoid predators, protect black girls, hold people accountable for their actions. Yes. All right, listen, I appreciate all of you for coming out. Thank you for participating in this broadcast. Thank you all so very, very much. I appreciate each and every one of you. I feel that with the heaviness of today's topic that I don't want to get up and dance because I feel like it'll be it'll be tasteless in 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 regards to everything. So on that note, we'll play one more song, read some more comments. The children are our future. Listen, thank you. Lesson protect black women and girls. I learned our community need to take care of mental health. Yes. Don't do LA. That rat issue was New York. It sure was. I don't know what's going on in LA, but New York rats are something else. Somebody is saying, free R. Kelly, you're trolling. People like that, they never put up their picture for their profile. Exposure is empowering. God bless ladies. I learned that enablers will keep this degeneracy going until justice is swift off with their cabezas. All right. Do not hide your pedo family member or friend. Thank you. Protect our children. Black women, stop caping for duckies. Exactly. Support the victims. Black men, stop attacking us in every way. Teach black daughters to love themselves. Yes. We need to stop victim blaming. Women and children need to learn self-defense. Yes, yes, yes. If you love black men, hold them accountable. Hold everyone accountable for the wrongdoing they do. <laughs> All right. Teach our boys not to subscribe to toxic masculinity. Protect black women and girls. Yes. Don't be afraid to talk to your daughters openly. Slings and arrows. Oh, it's going went by too quickly. Call molesters and pedos out. Free yourself, goofy. Free him. Uh, this person is. Uh, hold on. Let's 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 get. Listen, Chaz. Let me ask you a question, Chaz. Would you allow R. Kelly to? Would you allow yourself to be in closed quarters? Would you sleep in the same hotel room with R. Kelly? Would you want him to sleep in the same hotel room with your mother or your daughters? You over here lying. You lying, you lying. The Christian churches are next. Christian or Catholic? All right. Okay, uplift the youth and encourage. Slings, you are part of the problem. Stop child. Stop child lie about their age. So we have a bunch of people who are trolling in here. Even if they lie about their age, an adult can tell a child from an adult. And these, listen, an adult can tell the child. Tell your sons about these weirdos too. Let's get a block party going. All right. So listen, some of the people commenting have hurt children and are looking for ways to skirt by. All right. Listen, I just came in and it's ending. What about if that was a mother doing it? Why should anybody be allowed to hurt children? Shut up. Sit down. All right. Chop them down. That's right. One by one. Mm-hmm. Exactly. One by one. 
All right, a bunch of nasty men. Listen, pastors and youth groups are troublesome, unfortunately. Chaz is saying we got to have the same energy with Harvey Weinstein. Let me tell you something. I advocate for black girls. If they're, I advocate for black girls and black boys. I advocate for black children. If there are people out there who are hurting black children, regardless of their race or gender, those people need to be taken down one by one. Harvey Weinstein, whatever it is that he was doing, they're going to have to worry about that on the channels that direct their energy towards his particular victim demographic. Harvey Weinstein is facing his time in court right now. Jeffrey Epstein is dead. He, listen, they took him out before he could even get a chance to stay in jail. He was, he got murdered in the prison. So listen, let's keep that same energy. If, if that's what you want, yeah, let's keep that same energy. But what I'm saying is just because some white men are able to do whatever it is that those white men are, are, are able to do doesn't mean that I'm going to sit here and let anybody get away with harming black girls and boys. So if that's what you think it's going to be, Chaz, let me tell you something. I will get your ass too. I will get your ass too, because I like to put up pictures of men with troubling comments on my page. L listen to, look at the last naker that got his picture splayed across the internet. So come on, show your troubling comments. Let your friends and family see what you're up to on other people's pages. Go right on a mother effing head. This is, you know, we don't need to block them before we get the incriminating evidence with their face splayed along with those images. So... Listen, it's as simple as that. So on that note, listen. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, teach young boys and girls that they shouldn't. You went by too quick. May all the dusties get caught in the tumbleweeds. Yes. Was he murdered or the S word? Please. You know he was taken out. R. Kelly is worse than Epstein. Listen, I'm not comparing people who hurt, hurt. Actually, Epstein, no, Epstein was pretty grimy. He hurt a lot of people. And now he is gone off the face of this daggone earth. Hey, hey, listen. <laughs> Justice for the victims, this is what I'm talking about. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What do R. Kelly and current temperatures have in common? They're both in the in the jail. Okay, thank you. Yes, I'm old. I want a mod, LOL. Not if you're talking about what a horrible mod you're going to be. People are speculating that Chaz is a pedo. Listen. All right. Pro-black women and girls, this is what I'm talking about. Hey. Mm. Thank you all so much for coming out. I will see you all in the next video. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Go out there and love one another. Most importantly, love yourself. And part of loving yourself is, listen, pulling out these weeds before they have a chance to grow. What was that Bob Marley song? He said, that talked about pull, taking them out before they have a chance to grow. I think it was, that wasn't Buffalo Soldier. What, what song was that? You all know the song out there. But listen, take them out before they have a time, before they have a chance to grow. Get them, listen, if we let these people run around unfettered in our families, what do you think they're going to do when they go to college? What do you think they're going to do when they get out there into the world? You know what I'm saying? So speak up. Protect, protect survivors and incarcerate perpetrators. 
And on that note, I will see you all in the next video. Tanya TKO and I'm out. Make sure that you subscribe and know how to reach my channel again. Go to TanyaTKO.com, click on contact to know how to subscribe and make sure that you join the text notification squad. If you want to get a text before, um, before 15 minutes before each broadcast. And this video is sponsored by my vegan makeup line that is coming out. Well, I'll be selling it for this Christmas. These lashes, the lip gloss, everything, all vegan. And it feels wonderful on my face. I These particular lashes I'm trying out. I don't think I'm going to wear these again, but I am trying to find one. I'm trying to find three different pairs to offer in the pack. So make sure that you look for that, and I'll see you all in the next video. Thank you all so much for coming out.